0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, Crypto Traders Worldwide. It's a new day in the new year, 2022, and boy, do I have a lot to talk about with you. That rhymes. You know, I just did an update on Gentleman's World Podcast, and if you access CryptoTalkRadio.net, all of our podcasts are listed there, including our boxing one that's on YouTube. There's a lot in motion across the various podcasts as I get more ideas about what I want to cover, and so I, it's got me at all this thing spinning. Plus, I got my coffee, so I'm back in kind of this groove. I have to get back into my Gorilla Mind Smooth, that rhymes, so that I can get back to the pace that I was doing before originally. But with the new year, it's there's a lot happening. As I told you in Q4 during the bear season, I did say specifically, if you remember and you go back, I said I think good things are going to happen in January and you're going to start seeing some upward mobility with a lot of these tokens. That has now happened. That's what I've been talking about recently, and I will continue to talk about those because I think it's important. But I thought I'd do something a little bit different today. I'm going to go back and cover an exchange. I haven't talked about exchanges in a long time because I covered the vast majority of the ones I thought were worth your time. I've had some recent interactions with three of them that I did not cover before. One of them I briefly talked about in a tweet but I didn't talk about it on the show. And so I want to talk about it on the show because I've now recently dealt with them and listen, it's going to come across as me just absolutely trashing them and rightfully so. But I want to be clear that there are some things that I think are important to take into consideration when you consider an exchange, that's going to hold your money. And that's how I look at it. As an investor, you are holding my money for me and I expect you to behave a certain way with my money. You know, playing with my money is I play with my emotions. Big worm. So I want to kick off first by doing a secondary update to refresh on where we're at with a couple of tokens. Because two of our big ones have had some movements that I want to talk about. One of the ones that I talked about before has had some movement in the opposite direction. I want to talk about that one. Then we'll get into our exchange. Then we'll get into our underdog token. I may introduce some of this informational, educational pieces to this update because the experience with this exchange was so, it got me thinking some people may not realize why I'm so invested in how the exchange behaves and this might be an opportunity to kind of educate a little bit because I realize some people may not know that there's so many different options with exchanges and so I can hopefully introduce a little bit of information to help you as you're deciding which exchange or exchanges that you use and which ones you trust with your money, which ones you don't. But let's jump right into this, shall we? First, some previous updates. Let's talk about Satama. Satama has been trading upward since yesterday at a very strong pace. It is just now reconsolidating, but I think it's going to go back to some more upward trends. We are getting, of course, closer to the release of the cytomass That, so that you know, is scheduled to be released this Saturday. So Saturday for me is going to be four days from now on the 8th. And it said 2 p.m., but it didn't give a time zone that I saw. There's actually a clock that does a countdown that they put out there. That would be for the CytoMask to be officially released. Of course, if you are on the Apple Store and you have an iDevice, you should be able to see the Cytomass device that's there. And I said that I don't recommend you download it. I still don't because that version is tied to the so-called test net and you have a risk of losing your money. So please don't do it. I would just wait. They're going to, as I understand the process for application release, going to do an update, push it up to the stores as a V1. That would be the one then going forward that you would be able to use. And then, of course, that's on deck for this Saturday, which is four days from now, on the 8th of January in the United States Pacific time zone. So whichever day is Saturday in your time zone, of course, is going to be different. In some cases, you're behind me, like you're listening to this late night or early morning. So you're going to want to adjust according to what that looks like, because I suspect that their time zone consideration is going to be United States East Coast time, based on where Satama LLC is originated. So that, again, would be four days from now, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday would be the release. That's on Satama. Based on the trend lines I'm seeing, it does look positioned for a slight bull run, I suspect once Cytomask releases, we're going to see at least one zero drop off. I suspect there's going to be some FOMO selling, also people taking profits. I am still on, I'm hopeful, let's say I'm optimistic is best, that we're going to drop two zeros by January. If they drop two zeros by January end, we'll have caught up with the previous velocity of the token. Right now, it's back up where it was during the failed Vegas event, so it's been able to recoup what it had lost in the the significant drop that happened because of the event now the the thing to keep in mind again with satama in particular there are a lot of whales buying into satama so i still am bullish about it i still have long-term belief that it's a good project i still believe that they're going to be doing good things and i do believe anybody that's bought in at least a billion ideally more is going to be made wealthy in a few years just how fast it gets there is going to depend on a lot of factors. They are working on getting on exchanges. There are quite a few exchanges that it's listed on, so you can buy in without having to deal with the gas fees. Cytomask, of course, has a lot that it's promised to do, and depending on those promises and whether or not they turn true, I believe is going to govern the velocity from this point forward and whether the trend continues to go up. It, that would be if they were able to do the impossible with the whole gas and everything else, I see that trending strongly up. There's always going to be the sell pressure because there are whales in it. Want to see how that plays. I'm still hoping that it drops two zeros before the end of the month. And if it does, it's right back on track from where it was before. And at that point, there's no stopping it. We just need to create a new resistance, bottom resistance, and then hold that line. And I don't know how easy that will be now because I'm not sure how many whales are still left in it. But it does seem like there's a few whale wallets. Keep an eye on that one and where it goes. On the Shib side, remember I mentioned about Antis Inu in the previous episode, and Shib and the kind of the disappointment. Shib has been trending downward, and this was, I believe, triggered off of an announcement that came through social media, where they announced that they were they burned billions of Shib. Awesome, right? There's still 500 trillion tokens out there, a billion. In order to just burn one trillion, there's five hundred trillion left. In order to burn one trillion, that's a thousand billion. So if they burned a billion, and let's say it took them a year to do it, I don't know what the time frame was, but they burned a billion, right? You have to multiply that times a thousand just to get one trillion. So although it's this rah-rah that we burned a billion, it's still infinitesimal compared to what it would need in order to have significant price movement. And that's what people have been kind of not really impressed with SHIB to date, plus with you out there with significant opportunity to make some money, plus passing audits, plus all the marketing they've been doing. And it's on deck to surpass what SHIB was doing in terms of velocity. There have been some sell-offs of SHIB. There have been some sell-offs of the other tokens in the network. Leash has been hurt probably more than any other token in the ecosystem and Leash, of course, is the one where most of the profit would be. Anybody that was really trying to get money out of the token would have been buying into Leash. I'm seeing major sell-offs there. So what I don't know is if there was a direct correlation between the messaging that SHIB put out, the Antis Enu, and the price movements I'm seeing across the SHIB ecosystem. But just to kind of give you a sense of it, SHIB is still below its all-time, the initial all-time high by a pretty good amount. And it, it's come close to it, but it's never been able to breach that, which gives us a sense that without burning that inventory significantly, I'm talking like $1 trillion per every six months or some faster way of getting rid of some of that inventory, ideally more than that, we're not going to see significant price movement, which is what I estimated. I'm still somewhat bearish about the price movements leading through 2022. I said that it's going to be minimum 2023 before we see anything major on that one. That might even be conservative. Who knows? Uh, Bone, which was announced to be the gas token for Shabarium that's coming soon. Bone is way down, almost down to its initial launch price. Uh, Leash is down by 11%, which is huge because it spiked almost to $8,000. Right now, it's about $1,300. And then other tokens related that are not part of it, but like Ryoshi's vision, it's trending down. So there seems to be kind of a bear sentiment on the ship side. Again, probably because they recognize now, okay, this inventory is just nuts and we're not going to get where we want to get anytime soon. And all the kind of wishful thinking that happened when the coin market cap price was wrong. Now people are saying, okay, maybe this is a pipe dream and we're not going to get there anywhere. Antis has started its consolidation parts. So the price movement is now kind of plateauing a little bit. It's not tanking, but it's still significant up from what it was but it is kind of consolidating and there is some sell-offs some profit taking that's happening, but I'm still seeing some whales that are buying into it every period. That seems to indicate that there are people that really do believe in the potential of this one, but it is down over the last couple of days, which I believe again is a symptom of just consolidation. And it is going to, I expect it to go right back up to where it was when that'll happen. I have no idea. It's got eyes on it from a lot of different areas and sectors. So, We'll just have to kind of play it by ear and see where it goes, but I still think it's got shocking momentum, just like Power Inu. So that's our two tokens uh, that wanted the historical ones that I want to mention. The last one I want to just briefly mention that I will cover at some point in the future um, is Mononoke Inu. I might do that as my underdog token. The problem I've got with it is I still haven't finished the re- research because their site, frankly, sucks, and so I want to I want to do enough due diligence on it. I may target Mononoki for tomorrow's update because I do want to make sure I talk about that one. It just right now doesn't make any sense. Let me talk exchanges. The exchange that I mentioned that I just now got some exposure to, and I wasn't really pleased. But my takeaway wasn't a positive one is Weeble. Weeble has, it's kind of like that stepchild of Robin hood in how it works and how it behaves I'm not saying that it's a terrible exchange. It's not a terrible exchange. It's, it's a decent exchange. It's just there are so many fundamental issues with it, and I, don't, I struggle to understand why anybody would support it over Robinhood. That's not to say that Robinhood is amazing because it isn't by far. Just that Robinhood does so many things better than what Webull does. Webull feels like a desperate stepchild. Like it's desperate to get your attention. It's desperate to get you to support them. But it doesn't do anything that should convince you that it's worth doing. Let me describe my experience, recent experience with Webull. Initially, I didn't sign up with Webull because they force you to do SMS verification, which, of course, the United States government has said is highly insecure and you should stop doing it. And initially, they forced it. Their customer service are really nice people. They did everything they could to try to reassure me. At the end of the day, I wasn't going to do it because I think that's stupid. They eventually changed that to where it doesn't require SMS, and they were doing TOTP, and so now I can get on board with it. Okay, fine, so I get on board with this. Unfortunately, their service is fragmented. There are services that they require you to be on the app, which if you remember from my crypto.com coverage, I'm never a fan of any service that requires you to download an app just to be able to interact with them. I think it's the wrong answer, and too many services do that. And that's what Webull was initially doing, and they still kind of do, is, like, for example, to make claims for some of their prizes and giveaways and things. They force you to have the app. You can't just do it on the web, which makes no sense. But then there are other functions that only work on the web. So, for example, if I needed to change some of the parameters of my settings and you go in the app and you say, okay, change the setting, it's launching the web. So it's like, okay. That means you could have done this on the web and you just chose not to. You are forcing me to download the app. Why? So you can show me ads. I know the game. Again, they're very nice people, but their strategy of just mobile first drives me nuts and I can't stand it. So now I get on this thing and they have this in the end of 2021, they had this promo. Okay. Deposit initially it was deposit a minimum of like $20 or $50 or something. We'll give you a free stock. Okay, fine, that's not really worth my time. Well, then they changed it and they said, okay, deposit a minimum of $5 and we'll give you access to a stock or two. Okay, that's still not worth my time. Then they changed it to deposit anything and we'll give you four stocks. Okay, now we're talking, that's worth my time. And of course, they tell you that the stocks are anywhere from you know $3 to $2,000. You know, full and darn well, you're not gonna get a $2,000 stock, but it's fine because it's four free stocks And I can deposit anything I choose. Okay, so then I have a little bit of free money. So I go ahead and and these are stocks, not cryptos, but I'll get to the crypto in a second and why I went through this exercise. But I go ahead and deposit the amount and I end up depositing five because at the time I had a little bit extra and it's four stocks, not one or two. So I do this. Now they say, well, you got to wait five days for the money to clear. Now I know from ACHs and bank transactions that it doesn't take $5 to clear. It doesn't. It takes about a day, usually two. So they hold it five days. Fine. It's four free stocks. I'll wait. So I do that. And then eventually I think it was as of yesterday or possibly even today, they're like, okay, they don't notify you that it's all cleared. You have to be going in the app every day to check it. So that's problem number one. Why don't you have an email telling people, Hey, your, your stuff's good. Come and get your stuff that we want to give you. They don't do that. So I go in and it's like, it's very unintuitive. This mobile app is a, is a garbage layout for mobile and I'm on a tablet, so I can only imagine what it is on a phone, but it's a garbage layout. There's nothing that obviously says, Hey, you're good to go. Come claim your thing. You have to click into the menu. The menu is a tiny button, in the upper right. Then you got to click into, I think it says promotions. Then there's a, or it might be messaging something. Then there's a highlighted thing up on the left that says, Hey, there's a, one message waiting and then you click on that and it says hey you got stuff you need to claim and then you click on that and then it's then it takes you to this in process deal and it has the breakout of the different things that you claim fine then you got to click on each and every one of them click and then say claim click and then claim all of which it's like 20 clicks to just claim my four free stocks after waiting 5 days for them to do it and not emailing me that it's there so it's an unintuitive interface on the mobile forced mobile i can't do it on the web because of the way they've done it and they don't bother emailing me until it's there and then i've got excessive clicks wasting my time okay so i do all the claims fine now i have Robinhood. Robinhood robin hood has something similar for new people it's go ahead and deposit your first and we'll give you a free stock which i did when i set up and that stock was available instantly literally instantly with Webull it's like, okay, you claimed them, so I'm like, cool, let me go to my portfolio, and I do have one stock from when I created the account. But I go there, and it says, all right, these are in process. Now wait another five to seven days for you to clear. So it's like, oh, oh, wait a minute. So in order, so I have to set up the account. Then I have to wait some time for you to approve the account. Then I have to wait five days for you to clear my deposit when I know it should take one or two. Then after I claim my rewards, then I got to wait another five to seven days before you release these stocks. So all it is, is waiting. I'm waiting for months on end just to be able to interact with it. It's almost not worth it. And then they gave me three stocks from the same company. It wasn't like three different company stocks. So the value of it was nowhere near worth what it was. And there was one from a completely different company. I'd never heard of the experience just made no sense to me. And I, I struggle with, Yes, they're free stocks. I get it. But if you're if you're forced to sit there and wait, all that time, I, I struggle with understanding why. Why do I need to do this? So in my mind, I'm like, okay, once these clear, I'm getting out of this joke because it's crap. I might as well just go to Robinhood at that point. And I might as well take these stocks, go to Robinhood and just let it marinate there because Robinhood, I'm already set up. Everything's instant and it's clean. These are stocks, not cryptos. Meanwhile, I'm trying to get into the Webull crypto side. I finally get in it. The crypto is treated, it's the same interface as the stock side. So you can't delineate what's a crypto versus the, the stocks. It's all just like Doge, Bitcoin to US dollar, which, and they treat them all like stocks. There's no delineation of the interface. The reason that matters is because for a crypto side, they generally have different pairs, which it might not be US dollar. It might be USD tether. It might be BNB token. It might be Ethereum, whatever token that I choose to use in that pair. They only support U.S. dollar, which means that I can't I can't work it in the pairs that make sense for me, and you can't deposit cryptos in the Weeble because it's only off the fiat side. So you can only tie fiat. That means I can't really use it because I don't buy crypto with fiat. If I were going to do that, I go to Coinbase for me, as a United States citizen, and so then I go to the list of supported cryptos, and they only support basically the same cryptos essentially that. Robinhood supports or that Binance.us supports or that Coinbase supports. At that point, why would I bother doing Weeble? There's nothing that separates them or makes them any better than these others. In fact, it's worse because all these weights that they have to do and all this nonsense. You have to hoops. You have to jump through their their approval process. You don't get approved for the crypto site automatically. You got to go through an approval for that. Then they do the margin trading. You gotta do hoops for that. They force you to re-enter your freaking trading password like two or three times to set the trading password it takes you to the web interface from the mobile app, and then it forces you to set those stupid, you know, questions. Hey, what's the state of the street you lived on and all that, that don't really add any security whatsoever, where they could have just simply done TOTP again instead. They're forcing you to re-enter the trading press for like three or four times for the same session, even though I'm still logged into the thing. It's just a clunky mess that I don't know why whoever, whatever project manager, whatever product owner, whoever designed this interface is not a user of the product because if they did, they'd understand how terrible this is. Let me put it in perspective for you folks. It's a worse interface than X, which is the most ghetto exchange I've ever dealt with in my life. But even Indox is more intuitive than Weebulls. And again, they're nice people. That's what's frustrating. They're really, the support's really nice. And it seems like they take feedback, but they don't, either they don't fully act on it or they just kind of go a different way. So they'll implement some of the feedback, but not all of it. Here's my summary feedback, and I'll add them on social media in case they are listening. Number one, there are people who want to trade crypto that don't care about stocks. So you need to have a separate crypto interface with separate crypto pairs that allows you to deposit crypto to the darn thing, just like you would do with anybody else. Don't bulk it in like stocks, which is what Robinhood does. Now, if you're going to keep doing what you're doing and bulk it into stocks like Robinhood, then you need to do something better than they do which means get rid of the stupid five-day delay on fiat deposit. Get rid of the stupid five-to-seven-day business day, let me mind you, on accessing the stocks that you grant. Get rid of the weights. You don't need them. Figure it out. I'm sure there's a way you can do that. Get rid of that nonsense. I know you're trying to stop turnover. It doesn't stop turnover. If somebody wants to get out of your product, they're going to get out of your product. The way you stop them from getting out of your product is create a better product. So fix the underlying issue, fix the interface and the cludginess of the interface, and people might stay. Right now, I see no compelling reason that I should stay because you don't do anything better than Robinhood does. I want to see you succeed, but right now, I have no compelling reason to recommend you for any crypto because you don't do anything with crypto better than any other interface. Anybody who has access to your service would have access to Robinhood, would have access to Coinbase would have access to Binance US. And I can't stand Binance US, and even it's better than this garbage. So my feedback is this interface is garbage. Stop doing mobile app first. You need to have web support for everything you're doing. Get rid of all the delays to do things because you don't need them. Simplify the thing. You don't need to ask me for the trading password six times in the same session. And it, at worst, contact the KuCoin people and ask them how they're doing it. They ask you for the trading password twice, once, When I go in and I'm actually trading, once when I'm doing a withdrawal, that's it. That's all it should be. If I go into settings, they don't prompt me again for it. What for? It's the same session. Learn from these other tools that have managed to do it in a more intuitive way. Summary for everybody else that's listening. If you're using Weeple and you love it, cool. I'm just saying that for me, you have a lesser experience than you would have if you went to Kucoin, if you went through Hotbit, if you went to gate.io even Binance US as garbage as it is, or Indoex, or any of the other ones that I've talked about, they're way superior for crypto trading. If you're the kind of trader who wants a consolidated experience with crypto and stock and kind of one interface, you don't have to think about them separately, just understand that you're missing out on the flexibility of liquidity pairs, which may mean that the prices that you see are not representative of where everybody's going. So like, for example, let's take Mist. Miss Token, which is on the Binance Smart Chain. Miss Token has different liquidity pools associated to it. With the liquidity pools, depending on what you use, whether it's USD Tether or BNB Token, you're going to see different prices because it depends on how many people are transacting in USD Tether versus BNB. Miss Token isn't on Weeble, but let's say it was. If it was, you would only be able to use fiat to buy and sell that guy. The problem is is that because lesser people are using fiat to buy that thing, that means your price is not going to be representative of the true success of the token. Most of those are going to be on the BNB token, which Webull doesn't support. So the visibility into the different liquidity pools and the ability to designate what token you want to use to buy and sell that token is power. And I want to make sure you're understood. If you do something like a Webull that co- collapses it like that, you're not getting the, the true price that you should be getting and possibly getting ripped off or you might be getting a discount. You'll never know because you're not aware directly connected to where the liquidity is. Robinhood has the same issue, but the problem with the, the Robinhood and the difference I see there is that Robinhood at least doesn't make you wait to, to do the transaction. So at minimum, you can do things a lot faster and more efficiently on Robinhood than you could Webull. So at minimum, it, as long as you're not in Hawaii or Nevada, Robinhood is going to be a superior option if you want the collapsed view for the vast majority of the cryptos that you want. Now, of course, there's not a lot of cryptos on Robinhood or Webull because they're afraid of the so-called meme coins today. They just refuse to list them. Like even SHIB isn't on Robinhood in, now, right now, and many of the so-called meme coins are just not there that's a shift even coinbase didn't list so-called meme coins and the only mean coin true meme coin that they support right now is shib it's just not a standard if you don't trade those and you only trade the big ones like ethereum and bitcoin and algorand and, and avalanche and solana and cardano no problem you can pretty much go anywhere at this point but if you want to get into like the low market cap ones or the huge zero ones or any of these ones to diversify your portfolio You're going to need to go to the true exchanges if you don't want to pay the gas or you can do it through the wallet. My whole point and takeaway is as far as Webull is concerned, I would not tell you to go there for flexibility and control of your portfolio. If you use it and you love it, awesome. I just don't think that it's giving you the best view for once you start getting into more advanced levels of trading. And by advanced, I simply mean seeing the different liquidity pools, having the choice of the currency that you use to buy and sell seeing the true price as it moves across different markets so that you can go where the money is. That's my take on Webull. I Again, they're really nice people. I love the customer service, and I wish their customer service was on every other exchange because they have the best customer service. It's just their tool is crap, in my, in my opinion. All right, let's get to our newbie token. I don't want to call it newbie because it's kind of not new, but at the same time, it kind of is new. It's been out for a while. I, I don't think it's fair to call it new at this stage. It's been out for a while, but it's it's had some issues. And I'm talking about it now because of the potential that I saw in it. And hopefully that it it's able to recover from the current issue that it's got. Because it looks like it's got solid tokenomics. But I think that the investment's just too darn high to be able to take advantage of it, except for like your mid-level trader and above. So the token I'm talking about here is called Evereth evereth its website is evereth.net or evereth.app as their swapper deal and it's on the binance smart chain even though it says evereth remember i said that ethereum the token has it has a binance variant it has a phantom variant it has a polygon variant because they're trying to allow you to interchange but you can't swap ethereum between networks very easily like any swap will let you do it and certain other tools like rubik will let you do it but Generally speaking, the thought was, well, let's let you use the equivalent of Ethereum without the gas fees associated because we're on this different network, whether it's Binance or Polygon. Well, Evereth decided to create a token. This one originated, I believe, in September. I want to say end of September. Yeah, and beginning or end or middle of September. I know it was September. Timeframe. It started out initially with one quadrillion tokens. They burned the 50% like everybody else. And then they were doing kind of transactional burns on a regular basis. The tokenomics for this were a little bit different in that what became popular at some point was to give rewards. And I talked about passive income type tokens. This is one of those that designed to be a passive income type tokens, giving the Ethereum token, of course, the Binance version of the Ethereum token, automatically as a reflection to your wallet. Many other tokens have done something similar, but around the BUSD token, which is the Binance stable coin, or the BNB token, which is the Binance gas token, like sort of Stan- Santa coin. It, even now, as garbage as that one is, it has a BUSD reward reflection. Uh, Angie has a, I think it's BUSD as well. So a lot of these tokens have built in reflections in whatever whatever that you wanted. And in this case, they specifically said Ethereum, but like Earnhub, you can choose what that reflection is, including Ethereum Binance. So there's 10% in dividends that's distributed when you hold it in the Binance version of Ethereum. This can then be used to transact on the Binance Smart Chain, or you can go to, like I said, Rubik.exchange or any swap, which I think has changed its name to something else. I think it's called multichain.org. These are ones that let you bridge across from the different chain to another chain. So you can bridge from Binance over to Ethereum. So you can take your Binance Ethereum that you've accrued under this dividend structure and then bridge it over to the actual Ethereum smart chain. Now keep in mind doing so means you're going to pay gas fees because now you're getting on that highway. And one of the earlier episodes I described how that highway system concept works. Now that you go on the Ethereum network, you're going to be nailed the gas fees that you otherwise so now because of that gas consideration to get on because the Ethereum doesn't do you any good unless you're on the Ethereum smart chain let's be honest so getting 10% in dividends sounds good it sounds really good however there's some caveats with the way this works this is Certic audit so it's 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 under the audit um, it's got a tech rate audit it's got liquidity built so it's building its own liquidity It's got a lot of strong constructs to what they're doing. And then they're going to talk about NFTs. And of course, NFTs are increasing on the Polygon chain. And so that may be a challenge. But the 10% dividends for Ethereum is the big thing. All you got to do is hold the ETH, and then you start getting rewards. Now, here are two downsides I see. Number one, you have to hold a minimum of 200,000 tokens in order to get Ethereum. And then you got to remember that any reflections that you get are going to be based on how many tokens of the total that you have, what's your percentage of stake. That's going to govern how much you get. So 10% sounds good until you realize that in order for it to really net out and make you any decent money, you'd have to basically invest like thousands of dollars into ever ETH, which maybe that makes sense for you as a long-term strategy. And I'll tell you why in a second, but most people that are gonna buy into something like this one, and because it's been around a month and it's pretty decent solid, I don't see it as a scam at all. It seems like it's solid, just they don't they don't have a lot of volume right now and its volume's been steadily decreasing. And the reason for that is because you got other tokens like EarnHub and others where, well, why should I do that one and only get the ETH Binance when I could do EarnHub and I only have to buy less tokens there, but I can get that same token at a higher reflection rate. Because with EarnHub you could just put couple of hundred dollars in there and you're going to get pretty good rewards of eth binance so i think the volume is decreasing steadily primarily because there are so many other options now that are stronger options that do the same and better and the minimums that you would have to do in every eth in order to get the ethereum just don't make sense also it doesn't do standard reflections so your stake's not going to increase you'd have to put out of your pocket that's not too bad but many people don't want to do that now when the reflections in the core token have become a norm or if the ethereum rewards were a little bit more significant and because it's percentage of stake having to do 200,000 you know at the current price point doesn't cost a lot it's just that you're not going to get very much that makes it worth doing because remember you're going to be paying gas in binance in order to cash it out so if you take all that in consideration number 1 volumes on the decline steep decline so that means the price movement's going to be hurting number 2 and I'll talk about the market cap here in a second. But number two, in terms of the supply and the circulating supply, because the volume's down, that means that the supply is always going to be significantly high. And so without substantial burns, you're not going to get very much out of it long term unless you invest a lot of money in it. The only compelling reason to really do it would be the finance Ethereum rewards. But to do that, you'd have to invest quite a bit of money in order to make it worth your while. And, of course, every time you want to go out, this number four. To the Ethereum network, you're gonna get nailed on that gas anyway when you do the swap, which might completely negate any rewards you got. Like if you calculate the numbers, and I'm coring basing this on the Ethereum network's gas, because this token, the Ethereum Binance, is only gonna have any value, true value, on the Ethereum smart chain. You're gonna have to swap it there at some point to really make any good use of it. And even then, like I talked about on the other episode, about the gaps between ethereum the token and eth2 or erc20 because of all this chaos with ethereum you're almost at a net loss unless you put thousands in this thing and some people may not be comfortable doing that when it doesn't have strong price movement and the volumes way down now if you're a whale quote unquote you know we're talking tens of thousands of dollars is nothing to you it's chump change maybe you do toss more in that but remember Like the volume right now is like $37,000. You'd have to be tossing hundreds of thousands of dollars to to really make a dent. And even then, it's not going to make much of a dent because it's just so darn low. Now, from a market cap perspective, fully diluted, and the core market cap, it looks like it could easily double in price minimum. So it still has strong price capability, but there's just no compelling reason to do it because I think there's so many other tokens that have just done a better job of the same concept there's no justification for doing it. I'm cheering them on because, I, you know, they seem like a solid company and everything's clean as far as the white paper and going into the audits. And it seemed like they had the right idea. I suspect they're going to do a migration at some point to a V2-type contract and kind of rethink it, especially the supply. Like if they dropped off three of the zeros, so they go into the trillion, one trillion, or even 10 trillion or something, I think they might have a better time of it or somehow increase the rewards to where you're not having to put thousands in there to get hundreds worth of Ethereum, Binance, or some other way to stand out from a crowd. I think it's just a crowded industry, and they're going to have a difficult time. But I am cheering them on because I always cheer on the underdogs. And I do think it's a quality project, even if it's just part of a diverse portfolio. And who knows, ETH2O, the actual project, might cause this one to get more eyes, because of the fact that Ethereum will be a little bit cheaper to swap over. So that might make sense. But I think when you got competitors like Earnhub out there, it's harder to make a justification for it. Also, you got to think about Binance because it's on the Binance Smart Chain. I think that holds it back a little bit because Binance is so darn cheap. As far as the gas, you could basically get rewards in any token and swap it to Ethereum Binance if you wanted to, cheaper than you would accruing the Ethereum Binance and then having to swap it over to the Ethereum Smart Chain. And then you have more utility out the token. So that's EverEth. Again, that's EverEth.net, 10% dividends. Um, but you have to pretty much put a lot, thousands in there to really make it make sense. And, of course, it's automatic to your wallet, which is cool. And they are working on audit, audits. And it's a solid team. and They're doing everything right. It's a clean project. I don't think there's anything wrong with the project at all. I'm not trashing them as a project. I, think, it, I think it's going to be hard for them to stand out, especially going into all the new contract types that we're seeing and all the different rewards models that we're seeing. I think it's just hard for them to really stand out compared to everybody else. But I don't think it's, I don't think you should ignore it at all. It's not a scam. It's not anything. They're perfectly clean. Just it's hard to really compete. So that's my updates for today for crypto in general. Um, I'm doing a lot with the different exchanges. And so I mentioned that there's a couple of exchanges. Weeble, I just covered The, I'm going to be covering two other ones that I did not cover before. So probably tomorrow I'll start with that one. I promise I will do Mononoke once I finish all the review on that one. The other one I'm going to cover is EverRise, which I've not talked about because I'm just skeptical about it even now, but I think it's worth talking and mentioning about it. So I will be covering a lot more of these tokens that people have been kind of inquiring about. I will cover them, I promise you, in addition to additional exchanges. Until I talk to you next, which will probably be tomorrow, Take care. Make sure you do your own research about everything I talked about. Don't just follow me at face value. Do your own research. Make your own decisions. Take care.